is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. Meat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. Josh Johnson, Ben Watts in the driver's seat with you. We're talking fantasy football. Week seven. It's our favorite time of the year. It's mid-season. I think at this point you know what your team is for the most part, so you're either super depressed or super stoked. Or you're like awkwardly caught in the middle somewhere at like four and three or three and four. Don't know what you are yet. Yeah, if you're three and four, you're like, you know, I've got a shot. Hopefully you're like a three and four team that's had D-Hop on the bench this whole year, and he's like about to bring you from the ashes back into stardom. You know, I feel great because the only team that I have D-Hop on is a 10 and two team where we have matchups against the league median. I think I'm like number three in points four. And I get to. Okay, but yeah. Yeah. I'm in that league, aren't I? You're in that league with me. And now I get to slot in D Hop, which is just great. You're ten and two. Yeah, I thought I was doing great. I was like eight and four. I didn't know you were ten and two. One of those two was against me. I know I beat you. You beat me. Yeah. Oh, I can't keep up with all the leagues that we're in because (laughs) I beat you in one and lose to you in another one, and then beat you in a different one. At least I'm pretty sure I beat you. Who knows? Uh, anyways, uh, we're doing a podcast. I, uh, we could just talk about our own personal fantasy teams. That would be an episode in and of itself. But no, you did beat me. You beat me by. See, there you go. You beat me by four points. You know what? I'll take it. We got week seven preview on the episode. We've got our starts of the week, and we'll do a quick little rundown of all the NFL games. There's a bunch of bye weeks too. This 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 is like the first bye week that it feels like. Yeah, there are legit players on bye this week. Um, let's see if I can pull it up here real quick. Buffalo, uh, the L.A. Rams, Eagles, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Eagles are all on bye right now. So, so you're there missing are JJ, AJ Brown, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, all those guys. Yeah. You're missing some legit Cooper Cup, a lot of heavy hitters. Yeah. Like there's, but it's there's nice one to get that out where, of the way now. Yeah. There's one league where I've got Stephon Diggs, I've got Cooper Cup, so and AJ Brown. So my wide receivers are just all smashed right now. It's brutal. But you know, I can get them out of the way now. It's fine. Uh really quick, let's hop into some news and notes. We've got well, we've got a lot of trade rumors, Ben. We a got a lot this of folks trade that, city this week. Yeah. If so, what is it? Is the um, trading deadline is week eleven? I think you're right. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but is it week eleven or week eight? We might be thinking of the fantasy trade line. Let's just look. We it up. might be. Yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but I do know this: there are trade rumors for several potentially high-profile NFL players. So. November 1st. So we got like a week and a half. Two weeks, roughly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Odell Beckham Jr. 
is maybe the last well I'm I don't even know the correct way to put it he is a potential season saving wide receiver for some of these competing teams you know like the you think of the Packers the Chiefs uh these teams that have been very very good well in the Packers case not so much but they they would definitely benefit from adding a legit wide receiver to that team so if I don't you're know betting if you saw on this it, or not. You probably got to bet on the Chiefs because yeah. uh, Travis Kelsey just restructured his contract, so that yep. means they're gearing up for something. I think they freed up like like four million dollars or something like that. So something's coming for the Chiefs. Yeah, and I Odell do know makes that, a lot of sense. Yeah, Odell has asked, or I guess said that he wants kind of like a Michael Gallup contract, which, if I remember right, is something like three years. 60 million or four years, 60 million, something like that. That's a lot. A lot of money. For a 30-year-old wide receiver. Yeah. That's not named Devontae Adams. Granted, if he didn't tear his ACL in the Super Bowl, he would have probably been the MVP of the Super Bowl because he was And he probably would have gotten that contract by now. Yeah. he. Well, he absolutely would have gotten the contract had he not gotten hurt, but the injury kind of made it difficult uh so i i don't know i guess chiefs feel like it's it's low-hanging fruit to say the chiefs but i saw somebody report that he was going to the vikings and i about pooped myself a little bit because i don't need somebody messing up my justin jefferson please no (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not like he's gonna come in and like be the one over jefferson like jefferson is the one and he would be down here with adam thielen but still Stay away. Yeah. yeah, just don't do that. Uh, Cam Akers, he, I he's guess done with he the Rams. Not, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it doesn't look like he's going to be there much longer. They, he did not play last Sunday. It just seems like there's stuff going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I think uh, he's 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 pretty much done. Which, I don't know if it's on his side or if it's on the Rams side. Like, is he frustrated with his usage or are the Rams frustrated with his play? I don't know. I, it's probably a little bit of both, but I mean, from what I heard last week is like they, when he was like missing games for personal reasons, it was like, no, they just straight up took him out and said no. So I don't. Maybe it's it has nothing to do with play at all. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it's locker room. I don't know. It's pure speculation. But all signs point to he will no he won't be with the Rams much longer. Right. Elijah Moore's on here as well. And I know this he's was been today. frustrated. Huh? This was today. He's been All right. Lay it to me because I haven't seen this yet. I, I know he's frustrated and that he hasn't been producing, but but hit me with what, what you got here. He uh, So, yeah, he's frustrated with his usage. They said he asked the Jets for a trade today. Um, as far as I've seen, the Jets have said, we have no intention of trading Elijah Moore. And I don't necessarily expect them to because, he, I mean, it's only his second year. He's still in his rookie contract. He's a very... Very good young wide receiver. I don't think they would trade him unless he just decides to not play. But it is interesting, and 
something to pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. This It's such a weird situation because they are, they're running the ball so much. Um, they, they're sort of doing like what the Giants are doing where they are trying to mitigate all of Zach Wilson's potential weaknesses. They're basically, they're giving Zach Wilson a smaller hand in the overall offense and... You know, he can't lose a game for them anymore. They're focusing much more on the run game, playing great defense. Um, but that means that the wide receivers, which two of them they've drafted incredibly highly, they're not really getting the work that you would expect for stud wide receivers. So Garrett Wilson is very, very good. Elijah Moore is very, very good. And there's Corey Davis, too, who's not bad himself. So they're kind of spreading out like a really small passing by between three players. And, you know, obviously there's got to be somebody who's the odd man out there. So it And it feels like, tough. I mean, we've kind of been saying it the whole offseason. It just happened a little sooner than I thought. But it's definitely Garrett Wilson's wide receiver room. Easily. Like, he's the clear top target. We thought he would be that way eventually, but it was right out of the gate. No, Garrett Wilson is the man, Elijah Moore play second fiddle to him so I get it from Elijah Moore's perspective they spent a second round draft pick on him he was really good his rookie season had a lot of excitement coming into this year to just kind of fall flat but yeah at the same time it's I don't know man you gotta it's a little selfish I think like he's not getting his target so he's like well I'm out like you're not helping your team I don't know it's it's tough for his fantasy value I hope he does get traded (laughs) but yeah, we'll see. Because it, it it looks like on paper, but not even on paper. Like last year, he was incredible. He had that yeah. stretch where he is a phenomenal player. Yeah, yeah, he's a great player in a weird situation. It's not like his team. It's not the DJ Moore situation where the team is horrific. His quarterback plays horrific, and you just you just hope that it gets better. Like the team is winning. Zach Wilson isn't exactly playing awful. They're just they're just focusing on the run game, and they it's, have a lot of pass catchers. It's, it's not even. It's just he's more of game planned out. Like we just we don't really need you right now. Yeah, we got some big running backs coming back into the fold on your fantasy teams. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. How excited are you to have? Because you've got Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. In many leagues. Many leagues. I think three, two, three dynasty leagues, something like that. You have gone all in on these guys. I am. And you finally get them back. The ground floor, just building blocks of the championships I intend to win in dynasty. And it's been tough without them. We've been able to stay afloat for the most part because we put key pieces in other places on the teams, keeping us alive. Really happy with those guys. But it is going to be so good to have just the 101 back, a high high second round pick in DeAndre Swift, who I am still super high on. I think. I mean, we've seen his ceiling this year before he was hurt. It's awesome. He's 25 points a week. He got hurt. I get it, the injury concerns with Swift. But I mean, when he's on the field, you got to start him. He's incredible. Jonathan Taylor. I know he's been disappointing. Dude is a must start. If um. You follow us on Patreon. We had an article out 
for our top buy lows coming into this week, and Jonathan Taylor was one of the high ones on there because even without the injury, maybe the manager's been a little concerned. You can go get him. Now is the time. Jonathan Taylor's coming back. It's going to be great. Yeah. The indie offense finally looks good. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I'm really intrigued to see how I think how productive Jonathan Taylor is coming off this injury. A lot of people have completely faded Jonathan Taylor to the point that, that in is a mistake. several of your leagues, you probably could go find a deal for Jonathan Taylor where you're offering, you know, you can get it done for like Chris Godwin right now. You can send Chris Godwin for the 101 in fantasy drafts this year. He's been disappointing, but I don't. It's more than I don't offense. think it's his fault. No. Yeah. And the offense the past couple of weeks looks like it's finding its footing a little bit. So if Matt Ryan has kind of stabilized things, Michael Pippen looks good. He's back and healthy. Alex Pierce looks really good. And yeah, so if you've got all of that kind of finally gelling and then you bring back one of the top two, three running backs in the league, fresh with juice. Yeah, this is this is exciting. Yeah. Let's hop into these NFL matchups. We're going to run through them, I guess, one by one. We got kick things off. The Cleveland Browns are playing at Baltimore. This is really interesting. You've got Baltimore, who has been maybe the best team in the NFL through three quarters, and continually falls apart in the fourth quarter. They find themselves at three and three. Cleveland, what are they, two and four? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. (laughs) I don't don't know what else to say. Yeah. You turn the ball over five times in the fourth quarter, dude, that's going to lose games. Plain and simple. That ain't going to get it done. He's, He's got like a QBR of 70 in the fourth quarter. He's he's not been very sharp, to say the least, in the fourth quarter of games this year. So, we'll see. It they're, still, they're still but, a really good football team, so not super yeah, worried about still, it. They're still super good. And they're playing Cleveland, which, you know, Cleveland is a bad, good team currently without Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Their they have been a lot better good. than I thought they would be. They've been, like... They're not good. Don't misconstrue what, misconstrue what I'm saying here. They're not good, but they're not bad either. They're, they're okay. somewhere in between. I, I'd qualify them as okay. Yeah. They're okay. So Well, the rest Nick of Chubb, the team is so good. Like, the defense is great. You got Miles Garrett on the defense. Like, all those guys. You got an awesome running game. Uh, Mari Cooper has picked right, right up where he left off, more or less, in Dallas. So, I mean, they're they're good. It's they're the just is their missing defense that piece. has actually not been good. They uh, have what? good players, but they have not been overall good. Yes, that's sort of misspoke. The talent's there, at least I'll say that. Talent is there. Denzel Ward is a lockdown corner. Miles Garrett's a game wrecker. Problem is they just can't, for whatever reason. I mean, they're awful against the run. They're terrible against the run. They're league average against the pass, but they're like, I mean, they're getting destroyed every week against the run. Austin Eckler, okay? Dude does not run... Like, he's not your traditional running (laughs) back. He's a... 200 yards. 
Yeah, he had 170 yards. He had a career high against the Browns defense. The dude probably has run for 100 yards like five times in his whole career. And he had 177 against him. So, yeah, I think Kendrick, Kenyon Drake, you lock him in. He's going to be awesome. Lamar could rip off a few good runs in this matchup. Nick Chubb will be awesome. The usual suspects, you start them. Uh, who are you picking in this one? Uh, I'm going to go Baltimore. I think they they got to win at home eventually, right? They they have got to get one. They have not been great at home, <laughs> which is just so weird. Uh, it feels like the yeah, Bengals last year, like the Bengals won every single road game and were like just so-so at home. Yeah. I don't weird. get it. Weird. Tampa Bay is taking on the Carolina Panthers. Ooh. This is not an exciting game. No. <laughs> Tampa Bay has not been maybe as good as we thought, but they're still a good team. Uh, they're I, I Carolina guess has they, been as bad as we thought, maybe worse. <laughs> Carolina's been worse. Carolina is currently <laughs> the worst record in the NFL. They're going to get the number one pick. Yeah. They're horrendous. I mean, and and they're probably going to be sellers at the deadline, so they might get worse. They just... You think they trade I don't CMC? know what it is. I don't know if they do or if they don't, but I feel like they should. I keep hearing all this stuff like they want a high draft pick for CMC, which I'm thinking like there's zero chance you get that. Like no one is going to give you a high first-round pick for a 26-year-old running back. No shot. And they're like, if, no. like, say the Bills offered him a first, like, they wouldn't take it because it's going to be late. I'm like, dude, if you can get a any first-round draft pick for Christian McCaffrey, you have to do it. Yeah, the problem with them, and I understand that it's such a difficult position to be in, is you've got one of, I don't know, maybe five game-breaking running backs, just like offensive weapons. Like, your offense is infinitely better because this player is on it the problem is he plays at a position that's so easily replaceable there's it's really no point CMC, in, though. yeah I, I could see him going to a place like Kansas City although I don't think they actually want or need him I think sure that they, they really want, want him but I don't think there's a logistical way they actually can get him yeah I mean, the cap room this year is good, but because his cap numbers, it's like a million dollars this year. So it's super palatable for this year, but it's the future years. Buffalo won't do it. There's zero chance they do it because they've got, they've got far too many guys coming due here soon. So they, they won't be able to make the future years work for cap so that that won't happen. But uh, maybe the Rams try and make a move for McCaffrey. I could see that happening. San Francisco. I've heard of them mentioned a lot. Yeah, I've heard San Francisco, but I don't... Denver. I'll be honest. I don't see McCaffrey being great. I mean, he'll be he'll be great in the offense, but he, he doesn't feel like he fits that offense. Yeah. The, the Kyle Shanahan offense. Denver certainly could make a move. That would help. Uh, but the problem in Denver is really not lack of running game. It is lack of being good everything it's <laughs> it's it's actually not lack of anything it's too much nathaniel hackett and too much russell wilson there it is 
hate to say it, but Russ has sucked. Anywho, all that aside, uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina. So, you know, Tom Brady, you lock him in. Chris Godwin, you lock him in. Mike Evans, Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Fournette. Um, CMC's locked in. DJ Moore, I'm not playing him. I, I'll, I'll be honest. DJ Moore, I'm not really touching him until I see him be good. I'll let him be good on my bench before I put him in my lineup. Yeah, if you just got to be, if you're happy to be wrong about him. Yeah. Who are you picking? Tampa Bay. Uh, yes. Carolina in a game bet. you're not really excited to watch, but Tampa Bay. Yeah. Atlanta versus Cincinnati. I am excited for this game. This one could be interesting, and it... Across all my leagues, it. I'm a big... Obviously, I'm an Atlanta Falcon fan, but I love Cincinnati. I love Joe Burrow. I'm heavily invested in the Cincinnati Bengals offense across a lot of leagues, so this has a lot of implications for me. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. You've got, obviously, Kyle Pitts. Do we play him yet? Are you willing to slot him in there? (sighs) This week? Maybe. Because... Atlanta's offense has been really good and their defense has been really bad and you're coming up against Cincinnati Joe Burrow Jamar Chase T. Higgins Joe Mixon Tyler Boyd Hayden Hurst I think should be playing like they're going to put up some points so Atlanta is going to have to score to keep up there's an outside chance to how Pitts is okay hmm I've got Gerald Everett. Do I play Kyle Pitts over him? No. Gerald yep. Everett has Seattle. <laughs> yeah, Seattle's a wonderful matchup. And he also has um, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Drake London, are we playing him? Are we feeling good about him yet? Uh, You play him in your flex and you pray. Dude's got 30% target share, but it is... 30% of <laughs> It's the same thing targets. as Kyle Pitts. It's the 30% target share, <laughs> and your targets last week were three <laughs> because they threw 10 passes. Yeah. All the Cincinnati usual suspects, you're playing them. Oh, yeah. You're, I think you're starting here? them, and you're feeling pretty good about it because Atlanta's secondary is not very good. Yeah, it's, it's not. I could see this potentially being a game where Cincinnati's pieces like one of them might pop but the rest might not just because I think Atlanta wants to run the ball and keep it away from Joe Burrow and so I it could be the kind of game where Joe throws like 25 passes because he's just never on the field yeah I could see that so but again I mean it'll be 25 passes but just I think they they can be so efficient at times against the secondary that's I mean, nobody can really match up with any of these weapons, so I'm starting pretty much all of them with confidence. Yeah. Where are you picking here? Uh, Cincinnati. Yes, yeah, Cincinnati. That's that. I want to say Atlanta. Yeah, I know you want to. It's it's in there. They're what are they? Three and three right now. Four and two, I think. Y'all are four and two. Let me let me look. I'm pretty sure. No, we're three and three. Okay. It's like there's no way you have a winning record. I want to say Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I know I want to. I know you want to. Uh, Detroit, Dallas. 
potentially a fun game for fantasy here. You got Dak Prescott coming back. You've got DeAndre Swift. I think Dalton Schultz is playing. I think. Don't I'm not quote sure. Me on that. Don't quote me on that. He's probably a game time decision. Uh, you've got Amon Ross St. Brown. You've got DeAndre Swift coming back from ankle All and shoulder studs. injuries. Yeah. It it should be a fun one. I know Dallas's defense is really I mean, they've been very, very, very good this year. So it's very possible that Detroit doesn't put up points like we've seen them do, uh, you know, over the past month or so. But I, I think this will be a really fun game. And Dallas probably wins because Detroit just is – they're the, still the Lions. They yeah, cannot think, figure out how to win Dallas games. Wins. Yeah. Uh, this is a, this but, is more of a matchup where you're super excited for all the Dallas starters. Like if you had Dak and you held him, this is great. It's going to convince a bad Detroit defense. Probably pretty good for Zeke, pretty good for Pollard, start Lamb, obviously. This kind of feels like Atlanta-Cincinnati a little bit. Like On the Dallas yeah. side, I mean, if you've got one of these pieces, you start them and you feel pretty good about it. Yep. You going Dallas here? Yeah, I'm going Dallas. Yeah. New York Giants versus the Jaguars. Giants are 5-1. and one. Can't believe I said that. That came out of my mouth. That, they're not going to lose again this season. Hot yeah, take. they're going to go undefeated. <laughs> Rest of the way, they will Hot be. Take. They will be. Uh, what is it? Sixteen and one. Yes. Number one seed in the NFC. Yeah. I don't know why you're acting surprised. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> There's yeah. no reason to be surprised here. You yeah. still only uh, okay. start one giant. <laughs> you still only yeah, starting Saquon. You only start Saquon. You think about Wandale Robinson in your flex. That's no. the only other caveat. I, you know, he had four catches, 30 yards, and a tutty last week. He only played 20% of snaps. So I think it's possible that as Wandale gets healthier and gets more percentage of snaps played, he's really interesting. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Jacksonville, you've got Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence, are you starting ETN over James Robinson yet, or are you still leaning Robinson? I think I'm starting ETN. Yeah, I would. He's agree. out snapping him. He's out snapping him. He's like neither one of them. And ETN has looked good when he's played. Like he's been efficient with his touches. He looks. He's. He looks the better back right now. Yeah, Robinson has been fine, not great, but. In recent weeks, ETN has popped a bit. I mean, he had like 10 carries for 87 yards last week. He had 10 carries for 70 yards the week before that or something something like that. So he's been really efficient on and his And he's work. more involved in the passing game than Robinson. Right. So he, in theory, gets those high-value touches Eventually, well. he is going to score. Yes. Eventually. Maybe. He's the Kyle Pitts of running backs. No, Alvin Kamara is the Kyle Pitts of running backs. Oh, my except God. Except Alvin dude. Kamara does other stuff. Except Alvin Kamara is good. I Taysom Hill is one of my least favorite people on planet Earth. Honestly, <laughs> how much do you dislike Taysom Hill? I probably can't say it on the show. We talked about some how much I hated him before the show. <laughs> so, oh, it's bad. It is it's not good. I all right. Giants. Let's Jags, move on. Who are you picking? Uh, Giants. Six and one, baby. 
It feels really bad, but I think I agree. Their defense point, is good. I, yeah, I guess at this point you just they're five and one. They're beating good teams. Like they're, they're not, figuring not, it out. Yeah, I mean they've beaten Lamar Jackson. They've beaten Aaron Rodgers. They've beaten. Um, I'm I can't remember off the top of my head the other teams they've beaten. To be honest with you, but I mean they're winning against good teams, so they must be good. I guess. Uh, Indianapolis, Tennessee. We get a rematch. Taylor versus Henry. Yeah. You love these kind of games. It is a running back fun game. It usually kind of ends up sucking for one of them because obviously one of them is going to be good and one of them is going to be bad. And one of those two running backs is good. It means the other one's never going to be on the field. Fair point. So Yeah. And both of these teams want to run through their running backs. The only caveat is Indy has shown an ability to throw the ball. In fact, last time these two teams played, uh, Matt Ryan had like 350 yards passing. So it's very possible that that ends up being the game script again. But Tennessee is, I've said this many times on here, on paper they're not good, and yet they keep treading water, winning games. Last time these two teams played, Tennessee kind of jumped on Indy. I think they got up like 21 to nothing or something. And then obviously the game script was such that Matt Ryan had to throw the ball. So it'll be interesting to see how this one sort of plays out. But I would go Indy here. I'm very excited about all the Indianapolis offensive pieces. Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor. I'm even thinking about Alec Pierce as a flex. Um, I'm stoked about them in this matchup. Yeah, I agree. Like we said earlier... I th- the offense is finally starting to click, and now they're getting their best piece back. So, yeah. Green Bay, Washington. Ew. Gross. Can we skip this one? <laughs> we'll do this one really quick. I'm taking yeah. Green Bay. I'm um, taking Green Bay. I don't want to start any of them, but you probably should start Aaron Jones, start Alan Lazard. Uh, Start AJ Dillon in the flex and hope he scores. If you're bold, I don't know, man. I'm not that bold. Let's put it that way. Washington, <laughs> gross. All of them, nasty. Um, Carson Wentz is out. So Sam Howell, I'm not starting any wide receivers. I'm not starting Brian. No, Robinson. it's going to be I'm Taylor Antonio Gibson. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's it's a little nasty. bit better. No. It's bad. It's all bad. Hmm. Let's move on. All right. Jets versus Denver. <laughs> a little more interesting. Yeah. So I'll just go, I'll come out and say it. I will pick the Jets in this game. It feels really bad. I am but picking the Jets as well. I don't see. It could be interesting. I'm hearing some reports that Russell Wilson may not play because of his hamstring. I don't know yet. He's still questionable. If Russell Wilson doesn't backup? play, maybe didn't Denver. Oh, shoot. What was his name? I heard it earlier. Crap. Let me see if I can find it. Hang on. I don't have a clue who the backup is. Um, oh, it was, it was some dude like I haven't heard of in forever. Um, It's probably somebody like Chris Treveller or something. Trevor Simeon, I think. 
Oh. I'm pretty sure it's Trevor Simeon. No, 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 no. Not Simeon. Brett Rippon. Who? Brett Rippon. You telling me you don't know the great Brett Rippon? Yes, I am. I've never heard of that man. So okay. if he starts, it's probably not much worse than it has been. No, it, it could be an improvement. Who knows? <laughs> Let's um, put it this way. If Russ starts, I'm picking the Jets. If Brett Rippon starts, I'm picking the Jets. <laughs> That's pretty succinct breakdown. So yeah, Jets. Um, one note here, Denver's defense overall is amazing. Very good. So you're not starting any of the Jets pass catchers anyway. You are starting Brees Hall, but I would somewhat temper expectations. Yeah. I still think you start him and you feel good about him, but the matchup is not great. But more as a RB2 this week, not an RB1. Yeah. Houston versus Vegas. Not a ton to talk about here either. No, it's it's Damian Pierce. Jamie Pierce, Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's about it. Is Darren Waller playing? I don't know. Does he ever play anymore? He's turning into Michael Thomas. <laughs> and the last time he played, he was a goose and hurt his hamstring. So who knows? Yeah. You could probably find a better option. You probably could. Uh, I will take. Oh, yeah. We haven't picked. I'll take Vegas. Oh, yeah. Big Vegas. I don't I don't know why that's a question. <laughs> they finally get another Seattle win. versus Seattle versus the Chargers. This get is right going to be a great LA. fantasy matchup. This is a get-right game for the L.A. offense. Yeah, so I would take the Chargers here, but I'll I do take the think Chargers. that, yeah, all your offensive options here should have good games, I would imagine, because I feel Taking like the this Chargers. game will play out. Yeah, and I think Herbert finally pops this week. Right. And I think in counterpoint, Geno Smith will also pop, and Kenneth Walker will have a great game against that non-existent rush defense. So it could be the kind of game where, like, DK Metcalf has a great game, Geno Smith has a great game, Kenneth Walker has a great game, and they lose because could Justin Herbert's awesome. Yeah, he's the man. Don't let his recent performances pull you. He is the man. He is the man. Kansas, Kansas City, City, San Francisco... Is this this has got to be the game of the week, right? I would imagine um, it is. Yeah, it's probably it's that four twenty five, so it's probably one of those prime time slots. I think the Seattle Chargers and Kansas City San Francisco are the prime time four o'clock games. I wonder which one we'll get. I hope it's Seattle, but it won't be. Yeah, it probably won't be. Um, I, I mean, I, you know. Kansas City's offense, we know who you're starting, who you're not starting at this point. It's obviously Travis Kelsey. It is probably Juju Smith-Schuster if you need to start a wide receiver. And everything else is pretty self-explanatory. On San Francisco side of things, it's George Kittle. It's Debo Samuel. I guess Brandon Ayuk if you need a flex. He's, he's an interesting flex. He's a very, very high ceiling, very low floor flex. Yes. Where would you pick you this game? I'm going to go Kansas City. Oh. 
You're going. I'm going to go out on a limb. I think they're a little upset about the Buffalo game. It is in San Francisco. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I have. It's one of those that I don't. Head to head in a playoff game, I would pick Kansas City, but it just feels like one of those games where they're coming off a big matchup against Buffalo last week. San Francisco could steal one. Yeah, I'll give you that. A pass rush for San Francisco, just because they can rush the passer with four, is going to give Patrick Mahomes some problems, even though the San Francisco secondary is not amazing. So, yeah. I, I still think. Kansas City wins, but it is a trap game for for KC. Pittsburgh at Miami is the Sunday night game. The Why Steelers does will have a be primetime matchup. I could not tell you. I think th- this is a primetime matchup because two is healthy, and so the NFL flexed it because they want to show off to a Tagovailoa because he's the poster child now. Showing off Tyree kills what they're doing, dude. Dude is amazing. unstoppable. That dude's amazing. Um, yeah, really quickly, I will go Miami here. You're starting Water. You're starting Hill. You start Mostert. Pittsburgh side, you start Najee probably if you have some stones. He's um, still, he's still, it's a, I'll give you, it's a low RB2, but the volume, touchdown potential for him is still fairly decent. So you've got to start him. You don't feel good about it, but you've got to start him. Yeah. Who are you picking here? Uh, Miami. Yeah, I would agree. Though this time they can't stick their opponent in the sun since it's a night game. (laughs) Did you see the picture last week where it was like 90 degrees on the Miami side and it was 120 on the opponent's side? Like, oh my gosh. Florida's just different, man. Like, 90 degrees is hot, but, like, you can get somebody killed over there at 120. <laughs> Jeez. It's, yeah. I can't even imagine being on a sideline. It's 120 degrees. Man. Like, what do you do? You just sit on the bench, and you're, like, living, breathing is hot. You're, you, I mean, you were watching, just, like, the Bills players after that game just, like, collapsing after the game. <laughs> They're like, I'm used to New York. Florida's just, no, just not into it. The next time Miami plays Buffalo, they get to come into Buffalo in the middle of the winter. So, good luck, boys. Wild. Monday night game, Chicago Bears. I don't want to talk about it, dude. Are going to play at New England. I don't want to talk about this game. This one's going to be another gross primetime game. I might game. Not, I'm not. I don't think I want to watch this game. I'll be honest, I probably won't either. I can find something better to do with my time. (laughs) You'll probably end up watching this game. Yeah, probably. We'll be recording during the game, so at least we'll have that going for us. That's true. Ramondre Stevenson, you know, if if Harris is out, you start him. I think Damian Harris is healthy, they said today. Oh, is it like he's playing for reals? I think so. I think, I mean, I'm guessing you can't, like Ramondre has to be the starter now, right? He's probably still a mid to low RB2 if Damian Harris is there because Harris is just he's slipping. I think Ramondre is better but Harris is too good not to get work. Yeah. 
Uh, if he's if he's healthy, that's a blow to the Ramondre owners. And I I think I saw something today saying he's good to go. That's just lovely. Well, <laughs> so the one starter in this game you were excited about just took a hit. Yep, pretty much. It it was him. It was Jacoby Myers, and that was end of list. Jacoby's On the Chicago fine. side, it's David Montgomery, end of list. Yeah, and you don't feel great about it because New England, I will guarantee you, they will stop the run. Yeah. So that, that one does not feel good. Uh, I will take the Patriots in that I'm one. picking New England in a horrible game. <laughs> horrible game. The worst game of let's the week. Do, let's do our starts of the week. Ben, lead us off. Uh, start of the week. Mine is an easy one. It is Kenyon Drake, since J.K. Dobbins will not be playing. He was awesome last week. He's got a relatively decent matchup against Cleveland, who has been giving up rushing yards like crazy. So, yeah. Kenyon Drake should be an easy RB2. Yeah. That one was the low-hanging fruit. That was the one I was going to take. But since you beat me yeah, to you, it... you took it last week with Ramondre, so it's my turn. This is mine. Fair enough. My start of the week is Ezekiel Elliott. They are playing the Detroit Lions, who are literally going into their bye week. The worst run defense in the NFL. Dak Prescott is coming back. I feel like Dallas's offense will be... You know, it's been fine with Cooper Rush, but I think it will improve a bit with Dak coming back. And they get Detroit's defense to kind of like figure things out against on the fly. I think Zeke has a big game. I think they run the ball incredibly well. I think Pollard probably has a good fantasy day as well. So I don't think it's just Zeke here. But since Zeke is the main guy in that backfield, I think he'll have a good game. Yep. That's that's not a bad one. Anything else you want to dive into? Any breaking news that's happened while we've recorded this? No, just uh, we're recording this during Thursday Night Football, and to end the half, Andy Dalton threw back-to-back pick sixes, so that's fun. Are you serious? He's got three picks in the first half. Oh, my gosh. When we started this episode, you were like, yeah, he's doing great. He's got two touchdowns. And now at the end of the episode, he's got three picks, two pick sixes. Yeah. My, my, how the turntables. I, I, I may have jinxed him. I think you did. If he, just, if he, he threw, would give the ball to Alvin Kamara, that's all you've got to do. It's very simple. <laughs> it's you know very what happened, simple. right? The Panthers have been doing this for years. You know what happened, right? What? He threw a touchdown to Taysom Hill, and the football god said, no, we've had enough. You don't do that. <laughs> it's unacceptable. And then he threw three picks in a row. It's what he deserves. Mm. That'll do it for this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Check us out on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore. You can watch the show on YouTube. About time. We are there. We are fantasy brothers everywhere. Um, We'll see you next week when we're breaking down week seven, probably tilting super hard, uh, losing our minds about Kyle Pitts once again, because that's just a character. It's a weekly thing. Yeah, 
every single week. We're just going to have a segment every week. It's just the Kyle Pitts Tilt Fest. It's just, let's talk about Kyle Pitts just for a minute. Let's get it out of our systems. We're all going to feel better. And then we can move on. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.